We are so blessed here at Bible Way to have such an anointed worship and arts ministry. And in this month of October, we celebrate worship and recognize the significance of worship in all of our lives. It is a good time also to say to those who minister to us every week, Sunday at 8, Sunday at 11, and just about every other Sunday someplace else. We're going to Orangeburg today and back here on Tuesday night and everywhere else, Pastor Jackson drags them all over South Carolina without complaining. I want them to know how grateful I am and I want you to show them how grateful you are. There's a word from the Lord as we remain standing. In this year, 2016, we have deemed or called this the year of supernatural revelation. Following last year was the year of supernatural manifestation. And this is the third series of the year, third and final series of the year, in which we will share 12 messages from the writings of the Psalms. This is the fifth of those 12 messages that we will share. Psalms 34, verses 1 through verse 3, as well as verse number 8, is where our text is found today. Reading from the New King James Version. An encouraging word is the name of the series. Psalms 34, verses 1, 2, and 3, as well as verse number 8. Eight. Hear the reading of God's word. Verse 1, David declares in this psalm, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Verse number three said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Verse eight, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Let me say that again. Make sure I'm in the right church. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who trusts in him. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. Before you sit down, catch someone by the hand. Here is the subject for this fifth message of this series entitled An Encouraging Word. Here's the subject for this message. It is lifted directly from the text, verse 1. And it says this, hold those hands, look at someone, and say, at all times. Amen. At all times. You may be seated. At all times. At all times. One of the challenges that we all face particularly those of us who are people of faith and believers, is how do we keep praising God during the most difficult times of our lives? How do we give him the glory when we prayed for something? God does not grant that request. Paul said, I went before the Lord three times. I said, please deliver me from what I'm going through. And each time God said to Paul, my grace is sufficient in your times of need. I know it gets difficult and the temptation is to get angry at God. Temptation is to stop worshiping God. In fact, one of the criticisms of our modern-day society is our lack of consistency when it comes to our relationship with God, particularly as it relates to our worship when things are not going our way. Our 
lack of consistency, and even to a certain degree, our lack of genuineness. How do we remain genuine to God? How do we keep worshiping God when things are not going our way? There are those who, among us who seem to want to worship God when it is convenient for them to do so. When you can fit God in, when you have time to squeeze him in, when, when, when you can just make time for God, then you will somehow fit him in, in between all the things you do, in between cutting your yard on Sunday and working your fourth job and taking the kids to practice and, and, and intramural sports and all of those things, we, we, we squeeze them in. God, I, I just don't have time like I used to. When it is convenient, then we show up. And then God said there are others who sometimes are among us who worship God when it becomes advantageous to them to worship God. When you need something from him. <laughs> when, when you have, as the song said, that I really never did like, Pastor Frank, after you tried everything, try Jesus. Folk used to sing that. And I said, why do you have to try everything first before you try Jesus? But it is a fact. There are those who, when nothing else works, and they have hit rock bottom, and their backs are against the wall. I know some people. I, I know when they're going through something because I see them in church. I don't, and, and, and I know when they need something from the Lord because their face is always in the place. and They're always the first one at the altar. They need something from the Lord. I, I say they pimp God as if God doesn't know what you're up to. Uh, when, when, when they need a breakthrough or when they need a new job or need their bodies healed or need their finances touched, then they're all before the Lord and they all this. But, but when God blesses them, whew, they get too busy on God. They become too important to worship God. But wouldn't it be wonderful if the altar is always filled with people who just want to say thank you. I don't need anything from you, Lord. I didn't come to ask for anything else. I just want you to know how grateful I am. Wouldn't it be wonderful if our worship and our relationship with God would always be genuine and will always be consistent? And I know sometimes here's the enemy tells you when you're going through something, take a break from God. I've had people say to me, and I really, as a pastor, don't always have an answer. They've come to me and says, Pastor, I'm angry at God because I prayed for God to heal my mother and my sister, my brother, and it did not happen. And they went on to be with the Lord. And I'm wondering, why should I worship I said to them, if you only worship God for the good he can do for you, then you don't have a relationship with God. What if everybody who was in your life was only in your life for the stuff you can give them? We've had people in our lives like that, right? When we were up here and had everything, they were all around us. But when our stuff ran out, they walked out. And so what if our relationship with God was only based on what God can do for us when God answers our prayers, when God raises us up? Let me tell you something that nobody likes to talk about. Although there are many miracles in the Bible that God touches those who had been sick with infirmities, eventually they all died. Although Lazarus was raised from the dead, he then later died. And so don't get angry at God because God chooses to take us the way of all the earth. 
Because God knows a lot better than we do. We know what we see here. God knows what is ahead of us. And although we think God has not answered our prayer, God said, I just did your loved one a favor. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so for worship and our relationship with God, it is so important. In fact, it is one of the most significant aspects of our relationship with God. It is not about a place or an event or a song or a sermon. It is all about the magnificence of the God we serve. Worship is about how we glorify, honor, how we thank the Lord, not just for what he has done or what we hope he would do, but how we thank God for who he is. And even when things don't go our way, we don't become lukewarm on God because we don't get what we want. A good relationship is consistency and genuineness. Am I right about it? But listen to what uh, the Lord speaks to John on the island of Patmos as John writes in the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, and you know the story. He writes to the seven churches of Asia Minor, and he says this lesson for the church at Laodicea, the last of the seven churches. The Lord says, I have a problem with you. To the angel of the church of Laodicea, I have a problem with you, and my problem with you is that you are not always hot or cold. Sometimes you are mostly lukewarm, and I've got a problem with you loving up on me one day, and the next day you act like you don't even know me. I, I, you have problems with that. God does also. I, I've got a problem with you worshiping me when things go your way. But when things do not go your way, you hold back your praise. And you can only worship me during good times. I have an issue with you. Because here's what the message Bible says. You have become stale and stagnated. In other words, you are so predictable. When things go your way, nobody can sit you down. Everything is all right. But when things do not go your way, you seem to take it out on God. God says, I would rather you be either all hot or all cold. But don't just be sometimey on me. We ought to be consistent in our relationship with God and say, God, I choose to bless you at all Tell somebody at all times, and even when it's difficult, whew, even when our heart aches, and even when we don't understand what God is up to, we still know how to worship God and know how to praise God. In fact, I preached this message over 10 years ago. We should save our best praise just to confuse the devil on our worst days. If you, if you want to confuse the enemy, then you act as if you've already been delivered when you don't know what's going to happen. You act as if God has already done it before God does it. You, you praise him uh, even before he brings you out. You don't wait until the battle is over. You know how to rejoice, right? All I need is just a few witnesses who's ever given God your best praise at the worst time in your life. And nobody knew what was going on. They looked at you and thought something good had just happened. But what they did not know that you were crying in the inside. But out of your belly, you began to bless the Lord your God. I dare you to praise God when you don't feel like it, when things have not gone your Do not become predictable. Do not let the enemy predict what you are going to do. 
There are some people in life that I've been around, and one of the things that I've always enjoyed, even when I was a student in high school and college, I've always enjoyed uh, psychological behavior courses because I just love studying people and just reading people. And one of the things that is very predictable, you can tell certain people how they're going to respond based on what they're going through. Come on, somebody. You know the moment something bad happens in their life, they're going to shut up. They're going to act all moody. They're going to act different. They, they, they aren't going to be the same. But then there are certain people you don't ever know what is going on in their life because their dip, disposition never changes. They are always the same. Well, I told the devil you will never be able to predict what's going on in my life by what you see and how you see me respond when I'm worshiping God. Because on good days, God is good. On bad days, God is good. When I'm broke, God is still good. When I'm sick, God is still good. When I bury my daddy. <laughs> One of the things my father told me on that third floor of the Baptist Hospital the month of September 10 years ago. Pastor Bradley, he grabbed me by my hand and he said, son, I need you to keep doing what God has called you to do. Tears streaming down my face. He said, I'm not gonna be here much longer. I'm getting ready to go, but don't you let the enemy get any glory. He says, I need you to do what God has called you to do. So the next Sunday, having buried my daddy on that Monday morning, I got up out of my bed, put on my clothes, drove down Ghana's Ferry Highway, stood behind this pulpit, and declared for all the world to hear that the God I serve is still a good God. I need somebody who knows how to mourn, but still praise God. Know how to be broke, but still praise God. Know how to endure pain. Touch your neighbor and say at all times, you owe God a praise. I don't care what you're going through. Dry up your tears. Hold your head up high and say, I will bless the Lord. Excuse us. We just found another reason to praise God. Mm, when I think of his goodness, must always be genuine and consistent. And I know there are ups and downs and there are many reasons why folk want to take a break and not worship God. But quite honestly, when I came here this morning and saw this phenomenal young couple, Jason and Brittany, that just got married uh, yesterday and going on their honeymoon Monday, you could have had a good excuse to sleep late this morning. But when you are a worshiper, that's what you do. Before you go on your honeymoon, before you bury your loved ones, you still know how to love God. You still know how to worship God. Andrea, you're here today because you are a worshiper. There are other people who lost loved ones that are here today because you are a worshiper. Get on the devil's nerve and say, I have so many reasons to bless God. Listen, Jesus May I preach this? Jesus says to the woman at the well of Samaria who wanted to get into a theological debate with him on where you should worship and how you should worship. 
Jesus said to her uh, that that doesn't matter. The woman said, you Jews worship in Jerusalem, but we Samaritans worship here. But Jesus says to her in John chapter 4, verse 24, woman, that does not matter. But they that worship the Lord must worship him in spirit and in truth. It doesn't matter where you worship him. You can worship him in your restroom, in your bathroom, in your car, in your closet. You can worship him when nobody else is around. Just be genuine and worship him in spirit and in truth. Then the Apostle Paul picked this up in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18 and he writes to the church in Thessalonica and to the Thessalonians and he said to them, I know there are reasons why you may not want to praise God. You have seen those who worship with you slaughtered like animals. You've been abused and misused and uh, the enemy Nero and all of his followers are out to destroy you. But Paul says, I have an encouraging word. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Paul did not say for everything, because you can't thank God for everything. There are some things that happen to you that you are not thankful of, but while you're in it, you can thank him. I may not have wanted it, but I know how to praise you while I'm in it. Touch somebody and say, in everything, you ought to give thanks. Woo! In your broke stage, in your sick stage, in your despondent stage, in the stages of your life when you're lonely and by yourself. Tell the devil you get no glory in this situation. I know how to praise God in the midst of going through the worst time in my life. Don't fool me now, but can I get a few praisers that are going through challenging times right now that want to praise God all up in the devil's face? Because somebody say, you'll never know it by my praise. You'll never know what I'm going through by my praise. Because guess what? Next Sunday, I'll still praise him. Next month, I'll still praise him. Next year. Thank you. In the sacred text, in this psalm, uh, David writes this psalm uh, thinking about what God had done for him. And even in the midst of what he was going through, David wanted those who were watching his reaction uh, to his calamities and the hardships that he was going through to know that if there's one thing about me, David wanted it to be known, is that my praise will always be consistent. Whew. In other words, you will never be able to determine my circumstances by my lack of praise. And so David picks up his pen and writes these most powerful and encouraging words. David writes in that first verse of this psalm, I will bless the Lord at all times. He goes on to say, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. 
In other words, my praise is not forced upon me. It is a choice. Come on, somebody. Look at somebody and say, I praise him because I want to praise him. Nobody has to make me praise God. It is a choice. Regardless of what I'm going through, listen to the original Hebrew text of verse 1 of this psalm. It says this, I will praise the Lord in every situation. In other words, even in my worst situations, you will find me praising God. I wonder how many of us here today can adopt that testimony and say, Lord, in the worst times of my life, you will find me praising you. When my back is against the wall, you will find me praising you. And when I can't say a word, I'll just wave my hand. I'll just lift my hand and praise God. How many of you know that there's a reason in the inside of you? Because of who God is, you have to praise God right now for what God not only has done, will do, even what he may not do, but you want to praise God for who he is. You've got about 15 seconds to think about what kind of God you serve. And in this worship center of 2,500 people on this Sunday morning, I wish everybody would just stand to their feet and say, Lord, for the next 15 seconds, I'm going to forget about what I'm going through. And from the depths of my belly, I'm going to praise you. Come on and Shabbat the Lord. Come on. Come on. In the back with me. On the choir stand. Woo! Come on, Zion. Look at somebody and say, this is a good time. Say, this is a good time to give God your best praise. In every situation, in every situation, in every... favor. Leave your seat. Give somebody a high five and say whatever you're going through learn how to put a praise on it. You better learn how to put a praise on whatever you're going through in every situation and even if you don't dance and even if you don't jump you ought to just rock and wave your hand Number three, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Come on, Zion. 
listen as you remain standing. Magnify in the Greek means gadar, which means to declare the greatness of Yahweh. And even at your worst time, you ought to declare that the God I serve is still great. In verse number six, David writes, this poor man cried out and the Lord heard him. Any of you ever cried out? Come on, from the depths of your belly, cry out, call him, call him, praise him, and God will deliver you. Verse number eight, oh, taste and see that the Lord is I need a few witnesses. Grab your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, oh, taste and see that the Lord is, that the Lord is, that the Lord is good, 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 good. Anybody know the Lord is good? Anybody know the Lord is good? Leave your seat and meet me at the altar and say, Pastor, I am a living witness that the Lord is good. Yes, he is. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adores him. God is good. Oh, taste. Oh, taste. Oh, taste. Check it out for yourself. Oh, taste. I know it for myself, old taste. And listen, even when things don't go my way, I will bless him at all times. And Lord, even when prayers are not always answered, I will bless them at all times. Don't let anybody tell you that your life will always be filled with prosperity and that nothing bad will ever happen to you. That's a trick of the enemy. There will be times in your life which your heart will be broken. There will be times in your life which you'll feel a sense of disappointment even from God. Where were you, God? Why did you not do what I've asked you to do? But here's the testimony that we all need to adopt. God is good regardless of what he does on your behalf. And I need you to look at somebody and say, regardless of what I may go through, my worship will always be for real. You don't know my story. Bishop Larry Trotter writes this powerful song. And all the things that I've been through, everyone has a story. Everyone has something that you've been through. 
song say you can't feel my pain what I had to go through to get here you'll never understand my praise because if you think I'm just praising God because something good has happened you don't know me don't even try to figure it out but touch someone and, and say but my worship say because my worship my worship is for real I've been through too much <laughs> not to worship him <laughs> who am I preaching to is there anybody in here who's been through too much I've been through too much not to praise you hallelujah hallelujah my worship my worship is for real come on and worship him and on this Sunday morning someone who don't want a thing from the Lord you're gonna walk down those aisles because you just want to say thank you come on and stand in the aisles and just tell God here I am yeah. you can't feel it yeah come on that's right you'll never know what I had to go through to get here Oh, sing your song, choir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Don't try to figure it out. Because my worst, Ooh. my worst is for real. Because my worst, Ooh. <laughs> my worst is for real. You don't know my story? Listen. Tell somebody all the things, all the things that I've been through. You can't feel my pain. You can't feel I don't care how close pain. we are, you can't always feel it. But I had to go through. <laughs> Some of you had to go through a whole lot to be here this morning. Lift those hands and tell her. This is for the devil. Tell him again, I've been through too much, through too much. not to worship God. <laughs> now, <laughs> one more time for every hater in your life. I've been through too much. Can we say it one more time, choir? Uh, lift those hands and tell him, I've been through too much. Yeah, yeah. Now, to worship Hallelujah. 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 Yeah, yeah. My worship Ooh. is my worship is for me. Hallelujah. Just lift Hallelujah. those hands and begin to worship. Hallelujah. Wherever you are. That's right. For real. My worship is for real. Come on, Lord, I love, I love you. you. 
Consistent worship is a relationship. The question is, do you have that kind of relationship with the Lord that at the worst times of your life, you don't check out, but you look up? <laughs> at the worst times in your life, you don't blame God but you glorify God. Ooh. At the worst times in your life, ooh, you don't give up, but you go even higher. Praise God even more. That is the kind of relationship David had with the Lord. At the worst times in David's life, he never gave up. David writes the most powerful and profound psalms during the greatest crisis in his life. Ooh. Why? Because that is when God used him the most. And I'm here to tell some of you that although you're going through something, get ready for God to use you like he's never used you before. Your anointing will be as great as what it has ever been before. And in the midst of of all the hardships and the heartaches, if you find a way to still worship God, God says, I'll bless you in ways that only God can bless you. Every blessing does not always involve money or things. Some of the greatest blessings in your life is when you wake up every morning with a sound mind and you go to bed at night with peace of mind. Woo, my worship, come on. Ah, hallelujah. 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 Somebody's about to praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My worship, it is for Listen, the Lord says, I want a relationship with you. I appreciate the fact that you come to church, but now I want you to take it a step further. I need a relationship with you. That's why we commit. That's why we join. That's why we shake the preacher's hand, because we, we confirmed that we are having a relationship with God. And a relationship goes beyond attendance. Relationship is better than a feeling. Relationship is when your back is against the wall. You can call on God. And so perhaps there's someone in here after we pray this prayer. And you say, Pastor Jackson, starting this second day of October in the year 2016, I want a relationship with the Lord. 
because I want to be able to praise him at all times. I want to be able to worship him at all times. And I know I need something deeper than my own intellect, my own ability. I need a power higher than I am. Close those eyes. And after this prayer, we will wait at the altar. Pastors are at the altar. I will be there waiting on you to come and say, here I am. And you don't have to be perfect because none of us have ever been. But God says a relationship starts with genuineness, not perfection. And so if you want that relationship with the Lord, do not be ashamed. Doesn't matter who's watching you. Amen. You just take that next stand and say, here I am, Lord. Here is the next step in my life. I need that right now. Lord, we thank you. We honor you. We thank you for this fifth message of our series. I know it's not always easy, but <laughs> you have encouraged us to bless you at all times. I know. I look on the faces of people who are hurt, just lost their mother, lost their father, lost a loved one, lost their jobs, Ooh, battling cancer. Ooh. And the enemy tells them, you have no reason to praise God. But we declare and decree that the devil is a liar. Ooh, we have every reason to praise you. Not just because of what you have done, but because of who you are. And Lord, we declare and decree on this day that our worship is genuine. Our worship will be consistent. We will bless you at all times. Thank you for changed lives. Thank you for those that are worshiping by way of internet, by way of radio, whose lives are being changed right now. Thank you for somebody that says it stops today, devil. That I declare on this day that my worship, my relationship with the Lord will be for real. This is our prayer. In Jesus the Christ's name, we pray and give thanks. Those who know it is so said amen. Amen. Find two people, put your arms around them, say at all times. Come on, if you want to make that commitment, come, come. Meet me at this altar right now. Come on. Come on, step out by faith. And I know it hasn't been easy in your life. Come on, if you want to take your relationship to the next level with the Lord, come on. Come on, step out right now. Come come now. Thank you, brother. Come on. Come on, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you, brother. Somebody else is coming. My worship is for real. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Others are coming. Somebody else, my worship, my worship. Ooh, thank you, young man. Look at God. Come on. Ooh, thank you. Lord, I love you. God's doing something. God's looking for someone who's genuine. You're so worthy. I know it's not easy. Come on. My worship. Anyone else step out by faith right now? This is your moment. This is your moment. Anyone else? This is your moment. My worship. My worship. Yeah. Someone else is coming. Yeah. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands for this young man. My worship. Thank you, young man. Look at what God's doing. God bless you, man. God bless you. My worship. Don't let the devil tell you all the young people have turned away from the Lord. That's a lie. Look what God is doing right here at this altar. God's raising folk up right now. Anybody else? Somebody else is walking down that aisle. My worship. Come on, somebody meet him halfway. Bring him. Hallelujah. Look at God. 
God's gonna use you, yeah. Look what the Lord is doing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My worship Anyone else? It's not too late. God is still calling you. Is there anyone else? Somebody's coming down that side aisle. Thank you. Oh, my. Somebody else, it takes courage to step out on faith. Somebody say, I want to be genuine, Lord. I want to be for real, Lord. I'm tired of playing church. I'm tired of playing around. Somebody else is walking down there. Come on. Everybody ought to be on your feet because young people are coming all down the aisle. Lord, I love you. Look at God. Lord, I love you. Look at God. That's right. Where are my young ministers and elders? Come on. Come on and embrace these. Lord, I love you. In my worship. Come on. Somebody else. God is calling you. Lift those hands all over this place. God is calling you. God is calling you. Come on. Give God a praise as we take these next door down the middle aisle. Everybody stand to your feet and as they walk down that aisle, let's give them an ovation. Come on. My worship, my worship. God bless you. God has Come on, by the way, my worship. Come on and praise him.